Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of NARC Troopers. If you would like to follow my podcast or my articles that I write for Medium, I have a video vlog, a book that's coming out soon, and various other bits of merchandise and whatnot, um, then you can find these at narctroopers.com. Today's topic is titled, I am not a receptacle. You know, I am not a Madonna and I am not a whore. The world is a vampire. Remember that song? The world is a vampire sent to drain. Secret destroyers hold you up to the flames. Well, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, those are my boys. Love Smashing Pumpkins. Um, so the transactional commerce... That's what we're going to call it, transactional commerce between a woman and a man um, or any man, like all the men around her, can be abysmal at best in a world of disposable, temporary, superficial connections. It's, it's a man's world, and it's, it's not fair. It's sort of, um, uh, you know, leans towards being, um, putting women in a inferior position. Um, you know, there are givers and takers and, and for someone hoping to meet people with integrity, fidelity, or longevity, the forecast is grim. I'm just going to tell you, and, and it's even more grim if you're older. Negotiating sexual Congress is more like paying for a happy meal than becoming attached and vulnerable and, and open and having true intimacy with a partner that you hope to have and to hold till death do you part. That's right. It's just, that's not a thing. For much of my life, I have felt like I was nothing more than a vessel, an empty container just waiting to be filled. I think your parents are supposed to send you forth into the world full and complete, a whole person ready to chase dreams and tackle all obstacles. But I was released upon the world without any tools to survive. I was hungry and looking for sustenance, validation, connection. Unfortunately, predators can always spot the weak and injured you know, the ones in the, in the herd who can't quite keep up, they pick them off and enjoy a feast. Nothing is left but bones. When I reached adolescence, it became clear that boys and men were not interested in me as a unique individual or prospective mate. They didn't even see me. They did not hear me. And they did not experience me as a human being. Now that I am older, even the crusty old coots seem to be on a myopic, single-visioned quest to insert some part of their body into some part of my body or anybody 
with a heartbeat and a warm, wet orifice to pillage and plunder. (laughs) And all of them, regardless of age or station or education or ethnicity, all of them only see an opportunity, a mere receptacle. Hence the title, I am not a receptacle, I am not. Just an empty cup waiting to be filled. And through the years, that is exactly what I did. Fill the voids, then on to the next. They filled it with their pain. They gave me their anger and frustration. They poured all of their fears and doubts into me. Mostly, they filled me with their lust. So, what does a person do with a cup full of poison? Well, I can assure you that it does not fill them up or nourish their soul. I went away empty. When you are nothing but an empty container, people will try to fill you up with the most poisonous and unsavory things. They will be tempted to dump all of their darkness, their trash, their perversity into you. When I think about interactions with the vast minions of predatory animals posing as people, I think of tongues being thrust into an unwilling mouth, forced upon me in the most aggressive and thoughtless way. You know, it it was not an act of tenderness or love or intimacy. It was a violation of my body and more like a tearing and rendering of my soul Many aggressive assaults followed, groping and grabbing, pushing and poking, and ultimately, they wanted to fill my emptiness with their genitalia. Rarely was there consideration of me as a human with a desire to have friendship and fellowship, companionship and camaraderie, respect, not ravaging, a partner, not a predator. Rarely, rarely was it even a consideration or even an afterthought. It was as if I were a machine or a device or an object. I was a non-entity. That would be the best way to describe it. Then here we go. Enter the narcissist, the covert, vulnerable, passive-aggressive, sweet and charismatic, magnetic and charming, seductive and subtle, vulnerable, shy narcissist. They listen and study and wait and analyze and measure and mimic and do all the things that you've always dreamed of. They make you feel safe. They, you know, and when that happens, what do you do? You let your defenses down, thanking your lucky stars that this one is going to be different. Before long, you lower that drawbridge and invite them to cross the moat and breach your castle. You welcome them as the savior that you have been waiting for all your life. The gentleman and prince, the knight in shining armor, who will come to your emotional rescue. Remember that? The emotional rescue, Rolling Stones? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, there will be no tongue rape, no groping, no unwanted overtures. By the time they are finished with you, 
you will be begging them to take your body and your spirit and your mind and your soul and your debit card and your family and your friends and your children and your dignity and your self-respect and your job and your life and I could keep going you will give it to them all of it willingly because after all they are everything you ever wanted and more they are your father yeah they're your father the proxy father they are your child they want to be parented and they parentify you and they are your rescue they're your rescue from oblivion from disintegration and um, all of that so finally you are you feel like you're acknowledged like never before respected valued seen heard seems too good to be true because it is by the time the narcissist is finished with you the hordes of rapey gropey horny subhuman mouth breathers will seem like harmless children in comparison mm. you can slap their hand away from the cookie jar shame them for being so vulgar and shallow send them away without a second thought but the narcissist no not so easily dismissed or discounted not so easily chastised for bad behavior they provide such a glittery sugary perfect vision of the perfect dream um, replete with glass slippers a magic wand and a sparkly floral covered chariot with unicorns and infinite bliss it sweeps you away right to a place that is warm and snugly a cocoon of delight childhood woundings bandaged and healed at last your heart is full and trusting and grateful and it is there that you dwell in fairyland in a magical hypnotic extravaganza of color and beauty and ecstasy you are transported far far from an exploitative gritty monochromatic world that is too harsh too superficial and too cruel no more people who only want to use you and throw you away no more invisibility and insignificance you have found paradise at last oh my dear one my sweet fragile spirit it is none of those things it is not what you think it is the ultimate betrayal it is death at the hands of your Savior crucifixion for your unconditional love and empathy vilification for your compassion and grace that's what it is as you gaze into their black reptilian eyes and think at this moment you could die happy knowing they are right there beside you at that moment they plunge a steely cold dagger into your heart and smirk that trademark narcissist smirk as they twist the blade slowly drinking in your shock and horror amused 
by their superhuman power to cause that much pain in someone else. They are your God. They are your executioner. Better to live in, a, in, in the real world with the grabby, gropey boys than to be helpless in the arms of a seductive yet soulless sadist who is hell-bent determined to punish you for the sins of their mother and the crimes of their childhood. So many of us are taken by surprise when our dream come true becomes our worst nightmare. Ideally, we do not stumble through life as empty receptacles just waiting to be filled. The answer, the remedy to this dilemma that casts us perpetually as the victim lies in our empowerment and that emboldening comes to us when we fill our own cup. We can fill our own cup. We refuse to be branded as a saint or a sinner. The narcissist has dichotomous vision and only sees things as black or white, good or bad. They idealize us in the beginning and convince themselves that they have found the golden ticket, the one that would be different, better, perfect. But we know what happens. With time, no one can meet the narcissist's expectations, and there is a fall from grace, followed by devaluation, and ultimately the dreaded discard. They are in it to win it, and the primary source of fuel um, you know, fuel that comes in forms of adoration, affection, attention, and all that, you know, we're cast aside and summarily discharged from service. And let my, let I can also say when we get discharged, uh, we do not get severance pay, not a penny. So when you are the glass half empty kind of person, desperately hoping to be filled you become food and nourishment for the ravenous narcissist, and your glass becomes totally empty. You must keep this metaphor close to your heart if you are in love with a narcissist, so you will be prepared for what is inevitably always coming. My best advice? Well, figure out how... Um, Figure out how to fill your own empty cup without looking outside yourself. That's the answer. There are millions of resources to help you figure out how to achieve this goal. Begin with some YouTube videos and podcasts for your walks and your commute. Try cognitive behavioral therapy or DBT or somatic approaches like meditation or maybe even energy work. Find your tribe and get the support you, you need from groups who are on the same journey that you're on. There are meetup groups you could try, CODA or Al-Anon. Do a program like Thrivers with Melanie Tonya Evans or, you know, actually there's quite a few of really good ones out there. Um, that you could do Kim Saeed and um, Lisa Romano. 
uh, all have programs to do. Um, you could read. Um, you could do research, do your due diligence, and, and really get a deep understanding of what is happening, what has happened. Um, I listened to Sam Vaknin. He's one of my favorite people. And oh my gosh, he's got volumes and volumes and volumes of, of YouTube videos and other like things, lectures, books, all kinds of stuff. Um, he's, you know, he and other academics can help you make sense of everything. If you like to do it from an academic perspective, which I highly recommend. You could practice gratitude. You could pray and hope and grow your faith. Do self-care and get adequate sleep. Drink copious amounts of water. Eat healthy foods and get your daily physical activity in of some kind. Ground yourself in nature. Raise your vibration. Talk to God and just keep going. Now, Let's talk about the keep going part. Keep going. And eventually you will wake up and realize that you are whole and complete and worthy of abundant, authentic love. Only then will reality transcend this shared fantasy with the narcissist. And only then will you actually be free. And, um, I just want to say there's just so many things out there. I listen to them. I watch them. I decide which ones are helping and you don't have to just Google narcissism all the time or NPD or ASPD or cluster B disorders or psychopaths. You know, those are all sort of, sort of overlapping, um, dysfunctions with overlapping um, manifestations and and um, symptoms and stuff but you could also do searches for how to recover from PTSD how to calm your parasympathetic nervous system how to um, get yourself out of a panic attack or how to end anxiety without medication without self-medicating without any of that stuff, you know, just to do it by yourself, cold turkey, independent warrior, ah, you know, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you um, manage that? And, and I heard something interesting today I want to share before we go. Um, it was uh, something that was, had been emailed to me uh, offering a course, um, kind of a workshop. I won't say who it is, but it was, it, it had nothing to, it, it didn't name the N word, you know, narcissist. It, it focused on PTSD and, and the claim was that it can be cured. And she starts right off the bat talking about how so many people say trauma stays with you forever and you just have to learn to manage it. You just have to learn how to cope. And she says, no, that's not true. It can actually be healed, straight up healed, so that you're not just managing and coping. And I thought about that, and I kind of like that idea. Um, I wish I had the big bucks to invest in her program. Some of these are pretty steep, 
right? Over thousands of dollars. And some of us don't have that. Uh, I'm a mere public servant. I don't make that kind of money. But I will tell you this. You have to actively participate in your healing and your recovery. Uh, if you're going through this and you're trying to get back to a place where um, life is good again and you have hope replacing despair and you have um, some some joy replacing the sadness and pain. And, you know, if you're working through these things, let me just say, don't give up. Know that it is hard work. Know that you're going to have to turn in and address the systemic root of your problem. You can't just put a Band-Aid on it or spackle over it or learn to manage and cope. I do think you have to dig deep and do the hard work and figure out ways to get to the core of the problem, to the source, to the uh, systemic root cause. And when you get to this root, you dig up that root just like a weed and eradicate it, burn it. And only then, when you have done that, will the PTSD um, subside and be less and maybe go away altogether. Um, and your whole, um, all the anguish and wanting to break no contact and contact your narcissist because you're so addicted and you're so trauma bonded to them and you just can't stay away. You can't leave them alone. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, they're not okay. You know that they don't love you. You know that they've done horrible things. You know that they're not right in the head, but still you just can't help yourself. Well, doing this kind of work that I'm talking about to turn inwards and and deal with the root cause, get to what, what caused you to open yourself up with no boundaries, with, you know, after seeing all those red flags and you didn't run away, you just stayed and you just stayed. You've got to figure out why, how you're put together, how you're hardwired to do that. What's in you happened to you that resides in you, in your body, in your belief system that tells you that this is okay, that this is what people do who love each other and that this is normal and it's all good. Um, you rationalize that and tell yourself that, but in truth, there's something in there inside of you that is compelling you to settle for this kind of disrespect and being treated in such inhumane ways and you know whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse financial abuse spiritual abuse on and on you know um it doesn't matter it's all abuse and what you're going through now to try to get free of that and to put it behind you instead of all the PTSD symptoms that you're probably having, if you've truly been with this narcissist for any length of time in, in an intimate relationship, it's rough, so rough, but you have to make the decision. I am not going to be still suffering like this a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. I'm not going to, to have that happen to me. I'm going to claim my independence. I'm not going to be dependent anymore. I'm going to claim my independence. I'm going to take responsibility for my healing, 
and I'm just going to freaking do it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm not going to just, you know, be passive about it. And sometimes drugs like prescriptions are not the answer. Self-medicating with alcohol and other kinds of drugs also not going to help you. It's going to make things worse. Um, denying it, repressing it, pushing it down, holding it in, not going to help you have any kind of relief. It's just going to make it hurt worse and hurt longer. You know, you got to turn around and face that beast. And uh, anyway, I hope that that offers you some food for thought on this um, autumn fall day. Because um, it's fall here in Austin, Texas. Unfortunately, we don't have the beautiful leaves that happen in some parts of the country. Um, I have people I know in New England, in Massachusetts, and in that area, and um, it's just beautiful this time of year. And there are little spots like that here in Austin. It's just not quite as vivid colors, um, but that's interesting, right? We have to um, we have to do enough introspection and self care to carry us with confidence through these very difficult times. You know, these would be difficult times for people who were perfectly happy, healthy, and healed. But we're not happy, healthy, and healed yet. Yet. We're going to be. But it just compounds the problem, makes it worse, you know, exacerbates it. That there's so much icky stuff scary stuff happening in the world around us and it may get worse we need to prepare for that whether you're worried about extreme weather climate events or the economy inflation and supply chain or wars or whatever your thing is that worries you the most or maybe you worry about all of them you know we have to um we have to get well we have to get happy healed and whole yes because the world needs our attention people need our help people need us to give them strength to put one foot in front of the other because they may be in a just starting this journey and you remember how that was at the very very beginning right Woo, boy was that something and a lot of people don't even know what's happening to them so there's need out there and I just hope that uh, you can be there for others and and learn about this stuff and heal yourself. And if once you are happy, healed, and whole, then you can turn around and look at all the mess in this world and try to get out there and help and make a difference. And you know, you may fail a hundred times, but if you can just help one person, just one, then it's worth it. So that's my message for the day. Much love to all of you. Let's try to keep our faith, our hope, and keep going forward. And we're going to get there. Troopers, you got to keep marching. Okay. Uh, let's talk to you soon. Bye. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.